Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. gentle listeners and and welcome to a very special episode of flame on i'm your host jared you very rarely ever hear me talk do you no no you don't <laughs> okay we're already creepy this is great this is the best opening yes. ever love it oh. so um a year ago, I, I had uh, approached uh, the Flame On team talking about something that's uh, uh, it's a, a bit of contention towards the gay community where it's, it's talking about the uh, uh, levels of douchebaggery that uh, permeate through the uh, dating sites like Grinder, Scruff, uh, Growler, or whatnot. Recon, Jax, Adam for Adam, Gay.com, you know, all, all these, these ancient Farmers things. AOL, AOL. Yeah. Yahoo chat rooms. <laughs> Black people wow, be talking. That was my AOL. Oh. Still waiting for my confirmation for J Date. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, in the previous episode, we had discussed uh, masculinity and how it uh, reflects our lives as as gay men and how it kind of permeates through our interactions through uh, other gay men. And for for this specific episode, we're going to talk about uh, uh, being professional and educated. So I, I decided to lump these all together because uh, essentially this topic boils down into how it involves uh, portraying ourselves, our self-image, our level of confidence, and then ultimately how we interact with other people, especially towards uh, romantic partners. So I'll, I'll open this up with uh, uh, an instance where I was, I was talking to a young man. He, uh, he was talking to me about how if I was dating somebody who spoke like, hey, yo, what's up? What's up? How you doing? How you doing? Oh my God! What just what? happened? Yes. What ha- Whoa. Yes. Yeah, Wait. Yes. Whoa. Walked into the studio. Yes. Whoa. Wow. Yes. Now. Yes. Now, when he told me this and said, "Would you bring somebody like that towards your family?" I'm like, "No, I wouldn't." And then he immediately called me a racist. Oh. Um. 
And the more and more I meditated on that, it made me realize is that it's not necessarily racism, but it sure is in some capacity. But uh, it's just I don't want to date a hood rat. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't call that racist. I would probably call it classes. 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 Yes, it is. Well, I would call it. You classes. can have you can have many different ethnicities that have that kind of mm-hmm. uh, persona or or that kind of way about them. Oh yeah. So that kind of resonated with me thinking about my level of education and what I do professionally and how I interact with other people on a daily basis. Um, I'm, I'm sure you've all been victim to guys with poor grammar and uh, abbreviating things as they message you online. On the internet? Come on. No. My abbreves are totes adorbs. Oh, yeah? I started <laughs> spelling boy with an I back in the 90s. Oh, my God. I'm go- I'm first- I have never. <laughs> that is stop number one in my time machine is to stop you from doing that. Okay. That's fine. We'll okay. Stop it. Fair right enough. Now. Number two would be to not have him date Tinkerbell. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. Tangents, tangents. But you know what's funny is, and I, again, I'm the old man here. In the 90s, the late to mid uh, 90s, mm-hmm. early, we, uh, we did have sort of this evolution at the time. I thought of it as evolution, maybe more de evolution. Of the way we spoke, and boy with an I, and certain little other things that kind of gave way to what we have now, and mm. you know the, the abbreviations and texting, mm. and uh, even like the Web two O taking R's and vowels out of things or whatever. Like like those were just interesting, weird things, mm. and I never read into them as uh, uh, oh, you obviously can't speak the English language, mm-hmm. or you can't ha- you don't have you have no written skills. Like I just read into it as that was a thing yeah. that we did. See, you were. You were much more generous than I was in that respect. When I see that, like, even like even in the '90s, and it, every generation seems to have some sort of iteration of this, mm-hmm. whether it's the boi for boy, and uh, or or now with the you know hashtag hashtags and the letter number combinations, and it just <laughs> yeah, I I'm, I'm cringing right now. Late, later, <laughs> later, that's pretty old. L eight R L eight R. Yeah, it it just. Oh, ASL. That was one of the early that's, ones, too. That's an early, like, That's pretty early. 90s, but that's yeah. an acronym. I mean, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Acronyms are first not... First generation on the internet. Age, sex, location. Yes, I get that. But <laughs> it's just when somebody says HRU, but just like crew, I'm like, what, what, what is that? What are you asking? I think that's like... HMU. That's how I hear it. Yeah, I think reading those now, I it would I would kind of wait go what what is that? Oh yeah, that's that. AF is another one, and for a while I didn't I read it and I was like, what is he saying? And then I heard on NPR of all places that yeah. people are kids are saying AF. Mm-hmm. They're not spelling it out AF. They're yeah. saying, oh yeah, he was hot F, and the parents don't realize what they're doing, yeah. and they just kind of think, oh, it's a thing. Yeah. But really, it's they're taking that acronym and they're mm-hmm. saying it out. LOL is the same way. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. I know you hate God, you I hate am. LOL. <laughs> I'm mid, I'm I'm 35 years old and I feel like 90 because I'm oh, yeah. just like dear God the <laughs> oh, kids yeah. today <laughs> what is wrong with this generation? But I mean it's a generational thing. Oh for sure. Well the internet's probably if I mean the internet affects everything so quickly now whereas mm-hmm. whereas a lot of people used to use those mail in things to date. Or to pick up dudes. Interesting. Go to a porn store. Like a bulletin board? Yeah, like, no, you go you go to, like, a porn store, and I actually, I went to a porn store in college and picked up one and went to the front desk, and I was like, what is, what is this? Wow. And the guy's like, oh, no, you go through there, and people, people will call this service, and oh. they'll make printed, printed personal ads and just put them up. In porn stores, and you buy the book for, like, five, ten dollars. <sighs> I have seen the book, yes. And I was like, 
The fuck? I think more in our era, like that I knew about, were bulletin boards and then like phone chat lines. Those were a little more. But yeah, the book I've absolutely seen, and it was weird. It was but like really. I think we're I think we're swinging wide. And we, we are. We are. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. But, but no, I mean, no, all it's, this it's, it's is fine. to say we represent maybe a little older generational perspective yeah. on this. Yeah. But I'm 31. Uh, honey, Ooh. by the way, you're giving you real age now. <laughs> well, I, like oh. to, I, I like oh. to confuse people. I like oh. to confuse people. Oh, okay. Last week you said you were 23. <laughs> I've been telling people you were redacted. So I, as an English major, like born and raised, that like, there are some things that I do. Like I do throw vernacular in in twangs. I twang a lot, not because I want to. I mean, not because I, I feel compelled to. It's because I want to. Like, I like saying, you know, butchering words sometimes, like, sophisticated, because it's it's highfalutin. Like, it's it's that, like, yes. you use a word to describe a word to describe that word. And so, when, when in the online sphere, the blogosphere, it's not a blog, um, <laughs> like, if I'm online on, a, on my dating profiles, and not that I have that many, I only have, there are four, there are four. Atypical uh, nerd. Huh? Atypical nerd. Hush! Don't tell people. I always love seeing my photography work on social media. <laughs> oh my God. Um, no. So when when people use abbreviations, I don't mind abbreviations. I think that learning how to navigate social situations opens yourself up to a wider variety of people because I know people who can't spell worth a damn. Who, you know, you look at it and it looks like an eight-year-old wrote it. But they're the most, like, eloquent people, very thoughtful and sort of, like, face-to-face interviews. And then, uh, not interviews, like, interactions. And then you have the reverse of that where people um, seem really prim and proper. But then they turn out to be absolute douchebags and trash. And I think, you know, saying you know, professional saying like, I have reached a level of success and I want someone to match that. Exactly. But what does that, what does that mean? What, what is your barometer for success? Is it strictly money? Is it like career oriented? Are you, are you a police officer? And then like, that is your measure of success. And, you know, you would never date someone who was a librarian because, you know, libraries are quote unquote on their way out and they make no money. Like what what are you trying to convey? What are you trying to achieve that you feel other people are lacking? Well, and then and the and that that whole that whole idea it can it personally it's just it's literally driven me crazy a couple of days where I'm just like, you know what? Nope. nope. I'm I am a professional clown today. We're just going to change my my career to this because you don't know what what people count as professionalism. Mm. Because everybody works different jobs. Yeah. Most people assume everybody works in an office. We all work. Yeah. Yeah, people people <laughs> don't got to earn that, that that dollar. Yeah. You know, I have a friend who has a PhD and he works in coal mines and literally comes comes home covered in coal and because he works on the machine mm-hmm. the machinery mm-hmm. um and he designs machinery but he goes oh, and hangs out and he goes and hangs out in coal mines and if you look at his bathroom you're like the fuck happened in here and you're like or you see pictures of him Is and he he's a sexy coal miner oh, oh, too right. long. never mind right. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta think he um but 
you know, and somebody will see a picture of him on a profile or something, and they'll be like, oh, so... Like, are you ever going to finish your degree? He's like, well, if you finish reading my profile, I have a PhD, so I'm done with school. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where people have assumptions about what professionalism is mm-hmm. versus what your personal professionalism is. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, and the, and the funny thing is, I can't talk about my job at all, not just because it's at a theme park, but because I work in pest control. I work mm-hmm. in entomology. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes insects. Nobody likes any facts I have to give on my on my job or career. So it's like, yeah, I have a job. It involves bugs. I asked you about your job a little bit. So have I. And I found but it very enlightening. I found it also horribly, horrendously gross <laughs> because I hate bugs. But, you know, your job is dealing with bugs. But, yeah, no, it's a it's a perception issue. And is. You're stacking in your assumptions yeah. and your prior experiences and projecting them on people who you have no basis to project anything. Exactly. Now, so, yeah. Now, I will say that going back to being able to navigate, like, certain social situations, like, I wouldn't date someone who was, a like, a consistent talker during a movie or, you know, I my, my biggest, I think, pet peeve is are, are like scenes out in public you know when when you see uh couples argue and fight in public i, I think oh god you have no idea how much i love couple fights i think that it's you know you should like, have been around with me it, and my ex Jesus. <laughs> when i see it i was just like what you know where are your priorities you know when you venture out into the world there are certain social contracts that we all agree upon and because we're sharing this like space. Now, if we all agreed and followed those rules, the world would be a much happier place. Mm. Um, and I would have several husbands. But <laughs> but but seeing people argue, you know, very loudly at dinner or in a doctor's office, um, or just like on the street where you're airing your dirty laundry <laughs> seems so crass to me. But, you know, I've seen people do it who you know got out of bmws i've seen people walk out of the ritz just hurling obscenities out of each other at each other well like, money, money doesn't buy you class it doesn't. in no way shape or form and so the flip side of that is you know you know educated and professional like it's usually a double-edged uh, sword of bullshit mm-hmm. because some of the smartest people in the world have no common sense yes you know like yeah. i went to a really good school but i've always liked reading like jane austen's one of my favorite authors what like seven-year-old boy <laughs> is just like you know what Mr. Darcy has some issues. But I can totally see. Like, no, nobody says that. Nobody says that. But, you know, like, you can go to school for anything. I think people who go to culinary school are phenomenal because there are so many things and um, disciplines that they have to learn. But that's not, you know, traditional, like, scholarly texts and such. Like, that's someone wanting to learn a trade that's very specialized. You know, I know... I know friends who are engineers who haven't finished their degrees, but have done amazing projects because they've done the work they've taught themselves and they're going to school at the same time. But I know people who have been in school for decades have never finished 
any degree. When they finally do, they don't do anything with it, which is their prerogative. But like, what what is your definition of education? Well, that's what like everything you're saying there for me in this topic really comes down to the as you refer to them, the douchebags yeah. on these social media apps yeah. or in general, not even in the apps because people still actually do go out and meet people in, in person and, mm-hmm. and they have these preconceived notions, whether or not they're online or in person. It's a matter of um, they equate wealth and education as professional. Quality. In, for me, it's a matter of I when I look at it, I'd rather be successful. Mm-hmm. And that is widely open to interpretation. Yeah. But somebody like like you were just saying, somebody who goes to a trade school, mm. somebody who goes to trade school for HVAC, yeah. they can be hugely successful mm-hmm. and have an associate or whatever the, the, the trade degree is. They get paid pretty mm-hmm. well. Exactly. Yeah. Like you know, so when you look at it or you're saying your friend who's the uh, who works in in coal mines but has his PhD, he has both. He's is, successful and he has the education but people look at it as like oh you work in a coal mine no fuck you like yep. you can be even if he didn't have his phd and he's doing this work first off people need to do these damn jobs mm-hmm. you know there is such a a stigma to a lot of work out there and people look at it and go oh well you just do that no fuck you bitch mm-hmm. you want to do it if I don't do it, who's going to, you know, I, I will use this perfect example next to the store um, that I work at. There's a diner and that diner is always like busy. You go in it and it just it looks like a regular old greasy spoon. You see the you know, waitresses walking around. Plastic cups is what you get everything in or ceramic mugs for coffee. It's just a small place. Nothing remarkable. But those like. The people who work there, the family who owns it, have worked really hard to keep that business going. So, you know, people look at them like, oh, they're just like a fry cook or you're the, you know, the manager, but you're also a waitress and you wait tables. But what people don't see is at the end of the uh, the day, when it's four o'clock and they've closed up and they've cleaned everything, they jump in their BMWs and they drive away. <laughs> And it's like, you know, and one of them is very attractive. Sometimes he smiles and waves at me and I say hello. And then I saw the BFW. I'm like, well, this was meant to be. But, um, I, it, it always tickles me when I see how people treat others. And then when you see someone who considers themselves successful and in different capacities, you like that, that the sort of scales fall from their eyes. And, you know, when it comes to, to dating, it's my rule of thumb is like, if you say educated, if you say professional, if you say masculine, I'm just like, you know, survey says, and that was the, the final X. What I want to know with those people is what have they experienced that made them put that in their profile? Is That's what I'm interested in. Like, why would they have even put that? Because I never did. I never even thought to. Like, why would you? Unless you had some experience that made you go, oh, actually, I don't want to. I want to weed that out. And I mean, the masculine we talked about. Yeah. I don't, I don't the know. Professional, if I'm trying to figure out. I don't know if that's necessarily that they've experienced something that along with 
racism can be taught and passed down through family. Yeah, but like, a dating profile. Yeah, oh, no. well, okay. yeah. That's okay. I mean, every if, yeah. If, if you're if you're if your mother and father are sitting there telling you that you're not going to amount to anything unless you have a PhD or you have this uh, okay. kind of job, you autom- that's in- that becomes a part of who you are and that's what you're going to project onto a potential partner. Mm. So it's not necessarily that, oh, they, they went out with somebody who just had a trade job and it didn't work out and now they're swearing off people who are trade jobs for life. That's... That can be an ingrained, taught uh, mindset yeah, no, for that. people. Mm-hmm. I'm just—I guess I'm very grateful. My parents never even brought it up. Well, which is kind of remarkable, knowing my parents. I'm like, wow, they didn't bring that up. It was must see, and I had to unlearn that from my family because when I was a kid. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. My the first thing my dad would always do coming out of the driveway was, "Oh, you see those garbage men? If you don't want to be a garbage man, you got to go to school. You got to you got to get your degree." And then, like, part of the process of unlearning is is sorting out the lies. Um, you know what I'm talking about, Gail. I'm going to send you this episode. <laughs> uh, starting out the lies. Hi, Gail. Hi, <laughs> Maybe someday light. you'll be on the show because we can talk about you so much. She's going to jump out and yell, these nuts. <laughs> but like, can we have each of our mothers do an episode one time? No. We should do no. a no. Mother's Day no. episode. How about Hell to the No? Oh, my God. I can just imagine that being amazing. <laughs> but, but like, my dad would say stuff like that, and then later on I realized... Well, son of a bitch, they make significantly more money than I do. Where where can I put in my application? Because shit, you know. And it's one of those things where, because I because my, my I mean my mom would outright say it. She'd be like, she's like, I'm like, oh, I met a cute guy, and she's like, what does he do? Is the first thing, one of the first things she says, especially if I like him, because she doesn't. I mean, I get what she's doing. She's like, she wants somebody that's successful. Wants to take care of you. Wants to take care of me. I'm gonna need to be taken care of at some point. Um, but, but it's one of those things where if you hear that constantly, like, don't be this, then you're going to project that onto somebody. You could project that even on friends Mm -hmm. if you just run with it, especially if your parents are super successful. It becomes, it becomes a, a, like a prerequisite almost of like, you have to be this level. You you have, they, they have these check boxes where it's like, okay, you have this, you have this, you have this. Oh, and I love that you use the garbage man example because they, there's a picture that's been going around, um, Facebook for a while now 
but it's like it's a, a mom and their kid, like two two moms with each of their kids. It's the liberal arts college mom, and well, and yeah. yeah, and she's pointing at the garbage man, and she's like, "Yo, if you don't go to school, you'll end up like them." And then the, the second panel is the other mom going, "You see that man over there? He's got a job with a full pension." Uh, who's uh, who's educated, has a good job, makes good money, and has a pension. If you don't go to school, you'll end up like that bigot right over there, or something along those <laughs> yeah, lines. And no, that's just exactly like, how it goes. Like, and that's just the the epitome of like exactly what this conversation is about, and, yes. and this whole thing of this is you get it from your parents, and mm. our parents have done a great job. Like, and I'm speaking for for us in the room right now, but they've done a great job instilling a lot of amazing things into us. But there are things that, and it's a product, it, it goes down the generations. It yep. comes from their parents and their parents before mm-hmm. them that, you know, hopefully as we become better people and a better uh, generation and a better society, that those things start to weed themselves out. But obviously, as we've seen in the world today, they are still these, very much there. Yeah, oh, yeah. These things will always be there. So I just realized something. Yes. I think the patriarchy actually did me some good. And let me explain. Well, oh, you are white. I am, I am a white you man. Are you are white. If you, you would like com- to rate this episode of Flame On. <laughs> let me explain. We're, we're on iTunes. We're trying to find a way to get to back to whitewashing. Uh, because I am a white male, uh-huh. specifically the male part, my mother expected that I would be the breadwinner and career person mm-hmm. of the group and uh, yeah the you household. and your wife and right and my that. wife yeah. would end up being barefoot and pregnant and doing nothing but raising the children so bearing well, I mean, my- it's a hard job but i'll do it that's fine <laughs> i mean basically you, you do <gasps> i mean <laughs> i'll work my ass off bitch during the day during the day and then at night you know you work you work hard this episode of flame is brought to you by <laughs> divorce <laughs> the letter d i'm for divorce. you work hard during the day taking care of the puppies um, Can you tongue pop oral? Because I can't. Thank you. <laughs> my point is, because I was in that situation, and because that was the expectation of my future, I didn't get the, you better marry rich, you better marry successful, because they didn't even care. They said, you need to be the one to provide. Uh-huh. I'm saying that because it's a realization for me. Not to say it was a good thing, but it did at least keep me from some of the things you guys are talking about. So that's kind of a weird way of, you know. I'll uh, I'll, I'll share uh, my my personal uh, journey through uh, education and, and uh, expectations. My parents had zero expectations thrust upon me. I was just there. You're like the thirteenth child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But whenever I wanted to do something, when I wanted to pursue something, my mother's just like, "Oh no, don't do that." Wow, really? No, no explanation. Just, "Oh no, don't do that." So I had to fight that a lot. Um, and you know, I, I went through, uh, undergraduate and graduate school getting, you know, uh, BS or sorry, BA and an MS. And, you know, now I'm designing theme parks. Um, would I have thought I would do that at like five years old? No, not really. Not really. But, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting just how your, your life journey will kind of shape the decisions that you make and these, uh, projections that people have of you also factor into what you decide to do Uh, i kind of thankfully had the opposite of brian's upbringing my parents split when i was five and i was raised by three extremely headstrong um puerto rican women so growing up 
my mother wanted me to go to a good school. She wanted me to get an education um, and be better. She wanted a better life. Not that she had, like, in adulthood, had a horrible life. But she grew, you know, she came from Puerto Rico when she was young. She grew up in the projects and, uh, you know, the, the rough areas of, of Long Island. And, you know, she would go to, when they talk about going to school with, you know, razor blades in her hair. No, she did that. That was her. She would put them all up in there because then when the girls go to fight you and they grab your hair, you know, you, they'll end up cutting themselves and oh, wow. leave you alone. Like, that straight up is my mother's school experience. So when she she met my dad, who was a Marine, and got together with him, and they were together for a bit, and when it came time to put me in school, she put me into a Catholic school in Garden City on Long Island, which is one of the more affluent areas, and they um, I looked white as you know toast. Or I was like Wonder Bread walking into school, and she would come in there, and they literally... They kind of, when she went there the first time, she went there without me. And they kind of gave her this crazy look because here's this five foot two Puerto Rican woman with a tan and pink hair just walking into this super white school in the middle of like, you know, an affluent neighborhood. And she, she was like, don't worry, he looks nothing like me. <laughs> like, <laughs> straight up that. Like, <laughs> my, my mother don't take no shit. Which I'm just saying. Which is this. totally not true now that you've grown up. Well, but at the time, but the th- but that's the thing. I mean, no, and I, I've grown into a little bit of a, a little bit of a mix of that. But there wasn't that that idea of I wasn't raised with that. You know, you don't want to be like that person. It was better yourself, get good grades. Like they pushed my grades above anything else. Good. But it it was a matter of to be a better person and have a good life. So I, I'm extremely happy for that, which is why it's tough when I see people that have that kind of that kind of attitude about it. Because I'm like, who the fuck are you? Just you better yourself, and then maybe you'll find somebody that's decent that'll actually put up with your bullshit. It sounds like new money, mm-hmm. where new money wants to, you know, to fit in. New money wants to be a part of the country club, and and it it betrays insecurity. It betrays this sort of like money grubbing, um, faux intellectualism that you see all the time. Because I have I have been on some dates, been on some dates where, you know what? No, we're gonna have this conversation. So Uh-oh. I was set up <laughs> you have by minutes. a party that shall remain nameless. Oh no! Oh no! I went on a series of dates, and part of it was because they were young, but another part is that they were in that that age in college where you know they are now aficionados. They are now. Oh no, Brian! Sit back down. Pretentious. Sit back down, Brian. Yes, because they they are the source of this information that nobody else knows. They're very specialized in their field. The problem with that was when I would ask about, you know, like how their day went, what was going on in the lab, they were like, oh, well, it's kind of complicated. I'm like, well, you know, explain it to me and I will follow along. If I have questions, I will ask. Because what he didn't know was one of my best friends was going to grad school for genetics. 
And so she and I would have conversations about where her dissertation was going, why like the work she was doing was very important. And so this person it, and I didn't work out. And then I find out like two years later, they thought we were on different levels. I'm like, I saw through your, you know, your faux Buddhist sort of, I also believe in chemistry, science, like schlock. And you came across as really just completely unintelligent, like just horrifically unintelligent. Because while you did know what a mole was, you couldn't tell me what was what was in guacamole. Like you, it was just, it was unheard of. Like I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't deal with it. <laughs> Reading all these intellectual books, he's like, well, you know, like I consider myself a Buddhist, and Buddhists don't do that. I'm just like. Yes, they do. They do that all the time. Like, you know, they kind of remove themselves from technology. That bitch was on the subway. <laughs> he had a Walkman. Well, you know, it was an iPhone at the time. But it's just, it's that sort of trying to pretend to, to be something that betrays what you exactly are not. It's so lonely in that ivory tower, isn't it? It, oh. it is. And I, I went through a bit of this in college. And so I, I know what you're Oh, I'm so it's so embarrassing because you from my experience, I don't want to project on everybody because you become the authority on everything. Well, there's that you do a lot, a lot of mansplaining, but like it's uh, also false confidence too. false right? confidence because of a reaction to being in high school, mm-hmm. the outsider that does not have ownership over much of anything mm-hmm. and feels like everybody else has their shit going in together. And I just love my insert comic books, insert uh, video games, insert whatever crazy world that you feel disconnected from. Now, this is less true these days, I think, because of the internet. But back a little bit, it was more common. Oh, yeah, no. You didn't find your tribe until you were later in life. So you felt like you had to excel in this one area. Now, that does not say you should be this expert and then no common knowledge, no common sense, no ability to relate to people. Like that's something you absolutely should do. Mm -hmm. And what frustrates me about your situation, because this person was my friend is he was in my fraternity and that is exactly what we have to narrow it down. I'm I'm not going to say his name, but basically his name is only the same as the person you work. I was going to say, yeah, (laughs) Uh, it's, it's a logic puzzle folks. See if you can figure it out. Um, People are gonna have whiteboards out with like all the clues. <laughs> I'm gonna be walking down the street and be like, "Aha!" <laughs> but what we do in my organization, we teach the egalitarianness of brotherhood. We don't say, "Well, you're a musician and you're not, so you should be on different levels. You should be able to reach over to anyone else and be their person, be their friend, be their whatever." Like that's part of the whole thing. Yeah. And so it frustrates me when. We have people who get so wrapped up in their own major, which in this case was the case, mm-hmm. that they can't see the forest for the trees. Nope. Because, I yeah, I mean, I thought both of you were great people, and I thought, well, of course they're going to work out. It'll be great. Never doing that again. <laughs> Until I do another time. Well, and it's so, it's so, so I have no, no real dating experience in my life at all. I have dated three people, and... I'm gonna. I, I gotta. I gotta talk about my mom on this. Um, so my my wonderful mother, who I'd never speak of, she instilled this is such a Freudian episode. For it you. is. It is. <laughs> she she instilled. So she instilled in me 
in her words, an annoying sense of honesty. So I like I I don't lie because I've tried that before and it just it's terrible. And I didn't even try it in dating. I just tried it like with school stuff. And I'm like, oh no, this isn't gonna work. So when it comes to when people ask me things, like if if I if I feel like they're into me or something and they're just like, Oh, what are you doing? I'm like, Oh, I work pest control. And they're like, Oh, what are your hobbies? I'm like, Well, I like to read, cook, do this, do that. But, and even if I know that person has had a terrible experience with somebody that works pest control and likes to cook and read comic books, I will still say those things because I'm like, I can't, I can't base a potential relationship on any sort of lie. I can't do it. No, it's the well, little white ones that, you know, you just, oh, no, I don't eat fried chicken. But really, I just like, could I get my, yeah, girl, I need my special. You mean the three-piece and the biscuit? Yeah. And Jesus is a biscuit. <laughs> Let him sop you up. <laughs> but it's just, it's one of those things where it's it's like, all right. It, like, in my, it's really hard for me to disconnect white lies from just lies. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Because you're bad at it. We, I'm, I am. Well, no, but I mean. I am terrible at it. That's the type of person it, it, that, honestly, people should be. Like, you know, when you're, you're exactly, you're hitting the nail on the head on, like, you don't want to start a relationship because you never know where that relationship could, t- could go. You know, you don't want to get to a point where you're like, God, I really like this person. And then they find out what you do. And it's like, why didn't you? And then if they're a dick and they're like, you know, break it off, then it comes back to hurt you 10 times worse than just being upfront about like, this is what I do. This is what I like to do, blah, blah, blah. And and if they have an issue with it, then let that be the end of it right then and there. Yeah. and it's But it's just one of those things where it's like, I've tried to subtly change things about myself and then they still aren't into me. And then I'm like, oh, no. No, no, no. I am wearing khakis on a hot-ass Sunday morning for you. We are having coffee. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even want to touch you now because I'm too angry at you. I just, I just want to sit across the table from you and stare angrily into your face and then just describe how sweaty my legs are right now because I live in Florida That's and I'm hot. a chunky individual. That's hot. All right. <laughs> but, so did, did we cover... This topic. Do we yes. earn our? Do we earn our jewel for the? I crown? know. Seriously, yes, this magical jewel. And please play the Zelda uh, <laughs> noise uh, when we find it. Uh, yes, for the uh, uh, professional and educated. So, how many more topics are there in this? Series? Um, well, fitness is going to be another topic, and uh, I run a lot now. But that's you mainly for You You've lost so much weight. Thank you. That's for me. Yes. Yes. Well, we'll discuss <laughs> that more. It depends on whether this is a crown that just has jewels in the front, or does it go all the way around like a Burger King crown. <laughs> I like. The or it has an attaching crown. necklace yes. to it. <laughs> yes. Do we do the whole crown jewels? If we're gonna have neck, you know, necklaces and rings to go with it. Um, and of check course, back next year when we when we do the next one. And of course, we'll we'll talk about everyone's favorite topic: racism. Oh, oh yeah. oral, be ready. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just give you a, a taste. Oh of Jesus that Christ! I don't need to know you're not into black men. It's not a preference if you state it because that's racist. I just, hello, I'm not into black guys. It says so on my profile. I didn't read your profile. I just thought you were nice. But whatever, take it back. Wow. All right. 
Been there, done that. <laughs> Next time. Next time. <laughs> Next time on on. <laughs> I still hated y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Jared. That, this was fun. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you hopefully, all for sitting here. Hopefully, we'll do this in less than a year's time. Yes. Well, well it does take a while to find precious jewels. Exactly. We have precious. to go mine them. Unless you're playing Zelda and you have the big hammer and you can just master sword, master sword. We, we, need, we need a PhD. <laughs> now, I would say if you are interested in this topic or have other jewels that we may not have considered, yes, please write to uh, anything at flameonshow.com or just go to our website. No, not or, literally anything at flameonshow.com. Info, <laughs> Oral, Jared, Pat, Brian, BJ, or just go on Facebook or Twitter. Flameonshow.com has all of your social media needs captured right there at the bottom. And if you would like to help support our show or any of the other shows on the Nerdy Show Network, head over to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Nerdy Show. The, uh, the, the Ron... Uh, the memorial. Ron the Ron, the Ron Memorial. No, no, memorial. Their hands no, 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 no. In, in honor of <laughs> Ron. Philanthropist fund. Thank you. Philanthropist. <laughs> Are we just going to take pictures of a cardboard cutout of him? Or just send him cardboard cutouts you know, of us? That'd be pretty funny <laughs> if we did, actually. God, no. <laughs> I'm so mad at him because of the guy he's dating is so handsome. Oh. So handsome. Oh, well. Okay. All right. Well, All right. That does it for this month. Today's episode. Good night. Thanks for listening to Flame On, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. At patreon.com slash nerdyshow, you can fund the whole Nerdy Show network and unlock a plethora of amazing bonus content and early releases. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com and be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Flame On on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 